kind of noises are you making? All of them. I'm making uh, all the noises because that's what I do. Why are you making all the noises? That's just how I am. I make noises. I have sounds for things. Okay. Yeah. Weird, but okay. Yeah. My voice is tired today. Uh, well, it's kind of late. So I guess you sh- you should just keep making noises because <laughs> my, I, I, I predict that my voice is going to peter out at about halfway through this podcast today. <laughs> oh, my God, folks. It is going to be one of those days. To the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. My alarm, my alarm went off. I'm so sorry. Awesome. Make, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, you can go to thewatchlistpod.com, make up your own watch list from the stuff that we recommend, and also engage with us by hitting the contact us button. You can also what the fuck? <laughs> Why is my head? I'm just looking at your forehead all of a sudden. <laughs> um, engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Ivory Larson at symbol the Watchlist Pod. And if you just happen to listen to us on Apple, please give us a five star review. We would like it. Yes, also, make note. Also, make note that if you listen to us on Google Podcasts, those are going to go away. Yeah, you got to port it all over to your YouTube podcast now yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. Or wherever else you listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on another platform <laughs> other than Google Podcasts. Yeah. And if you listen to us there, we appreciate it, but... The, that platform is just shutting down. Yep. So find us elsewhere. Pretty pleased yeah, with you. We're on uh, Spotify, Amazon Podcast. Yeah. Pandora. Yeah. Elsewhere. All those places. So there are a couple of things that we need to talk about before we get into this. Okay. Um. First of all, and, and folks, we we actually made mention of this before we went on the air, uh-huh. so to speak. We totally didn't mention the Emmys, the winners. Because who kind of cares? Well, and that's kind of my point, but also something we should discuss with the Oscar nominations. Mm -hmm. The fact that Barbie got snubbed for actress and director, Mm -hmm. that's no good. Yeah. But in my opinion, my humble opinion, it is truly because the Academy didn't have the foresight to increase the number of nominees in those categories, in the acting categories, as well as the director, when they increased the amount of nominees for Best Picture. I'm not buying that entirely, because America Ferreira got nominated for Supporting Actress, and right. Ken got nominated for Supporting Actor. Yes. So, I mean, they didn't increase those categories either. No. But they still fit those two in. 
But why not fit Margot Robbie in? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I also think when they do the the best actor and best actress, they seldomly, seldomly nominate somebody from a comedy. Oh, yeah. That I know. Marissa Tomei winning was like totally an anomaly. That I know. But I mean, they need to get over that shit. And that's my point. And the way that they can get over that and get over themselves in the process is to open up the pools for actors to reflect the nominees for picture. I think they're just so stuck in their ways and said, you know what? Fuck this Barbie movie. We're going to nominate it for Best Picture, which automatically gives Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig an Oscar nomination as producers on Barbie. Right. And that will be their nomination, so we don't have to nominate them for director and actress, respectively. So it's laziness. It's laziness. Okay. And it's not acknowledging the fact that Margot Robbie gave a nuanced performance and broke down theme like how do I even describe this for those who haven't seen Barbie <laughs> you kind of have to see Barbie it's just, it's taking something that you would think is total fluff and making it the most feminist movie of the year yeah with things that it has to say about the patriarchy and and just images of women. Mm-hmm. And then to have the Academy nominate Ken yeah, kind of hammers home the point of the movie. Yeah. Although I feel and like that's what I mean. people are overlooking America Ferreira being nominated. I feel like they are because they're so upset that... Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated. Yeah. yeah. That That's just my thing. I feel like they're forgetting that she's getting overlooked. She deserves the recognition she's getting. Give her her, her due. You know, say, yes. although America Ferreira was nominated, they've snubbed the two big names for this. The two bigger names that were the that were further driving forces yes. of the film. Now, do I think that they would... I would think that in a perfect world, and I'm looking at the nominees for Best Actress right now, do I think that... I think it would have been a two-horse race between Margot Robbie and Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. I have not seen Killers of the Flower Moon. I have not either. But Lily Gladstone is the one who is getting all of the praise right now through all of the other awards leading up to the Oscars. Okay. I have seen Maestro. I haven't seen that. And Carrie Mulligan is amazing in it. I wish I I am still looking to see Anatomy of a Fall. I really do want to see that. I haven't that. seen that. I, I feel like I haven't seen anything but Bar Barbie. <laughs> Well, let me look up the and then Emma Stone for Poor Things, and then there's Annette Benning for Nyad. Nope, see more things I haven't seen. See, if but if the actor category for both females and males was was upped to seven or eight, then I think 
that the Academy could live up to its promise of truly nominating performances worthy of that award, and I think that Margot Robbie's was worthy. Now, do I think Barbie is going to win some categories? Yes. Set, de- set design, it may win for a song, like I'm Just a Ken or It's Ken's World or whatever the Ken song is. Maybe uh, costume design. Costume design. But Best Supporting Actor should go to Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer. I haven't seen that either. Oh, my God. It's so good. You even <laughs> I, forget it's I fucking Robert Downey Jr. I can't talk about any of these things uh, because I, right. <laughs> I haven't Fair. seen any of Fair. these movies. Fair. I'm, I'm just complaining because I truly think, because when I saw Barbie, I was like, fuck, this is one of the best movies I, of the year. And I you can go it. back and I listen to our show. Loved it. yeah. And and hear me say that, but I also said at the time that, mark my words, Margot Robbie is going to get nominated for an Oscar for this, and shame on the Academy for not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, and she has put together a body of work between that, I, Tanya, um, just other movies that are, where she proves how good she, how good she is, even as... Um, what's her face in Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm. She's just amazing. So I hope that one day she will hold that Oscar because she will have earned it. Same thing with Greta Gerwig. All right. Enough of my soapbox for today. Yeah. Stupid Hollywood. But I'm scrolling through this and yeah. Yeah, I... So far, I've come across two movies that I've actually seen that are nominated mm. for anything. But then <laughs> that brings up the point that we made at the beginning of the show. And here's what I would really like to know from our listeners. First of all, thank you all for subscribing and listening. Do you care about the Oscars anymore? I know that I care way less than I used to. Yeah, I, way less. Every year so far that we've been doing the podcast, we care less and less. I think about less these and less. award shows. And on that note, I am glad to see that that Margot Robbie got her flowers because Barbie's been anointed with over a billion dollars at the box office. Excellent. Which means Margot Robbie got paid. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. A, a golden statue don't mean shit when bills come due. Very true. But having that paycheck and that gratitude from worldwide audiences, absolutely. Which is probably, ironically, why she did not get nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going with I'm, this? Are, do we care? Do we care, um, though? Yeah. Do, do <laughs> awards really matter anymore? And are you guys going to watch them? I would love to know. I would love to know, because if they're on, but something else better is on, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a toss-up, and it didn't used to be. I could put something else better on. It's not like what's on the Uh, air against it. I can choose Uh, to watch anything better. Good point. Okay. There's no longer that competition of what's on you know, ABC versus NBC versus CBS when the Oscars is airing. It's all about, what do I want to watch? I will choose well, to go over to Netflix and stream anything. 
and we and we very well may. So, okay, good point. Yeah. All right. Unless I see more of the movies to where I might care. No, I don't think I'm going to bother. Uh, I don't as as good as I think Bradley Cooper is in Maestro. I think it is going to be Oppenheimer's year. I think that Killian Murphy is going to win it. I think Best Director is going to go to Christopher Nolan. Best Picture is going to be Oppenheimer. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're crazy predictable, those Oscar voters. And that's and that's what I'm saying. It's crazy predictable. So where's the drama? Yeah, why do I... Yeah, nothing I like is going to win. Have Nothing I saw except for Barbie was nominated. Oh, and Indiana Jones was nominated for music. But that wasn't yeah. particularly a great movie either. So whatever. And and see, there's your point about laziness. Just because John Williams scored that film, does it deserve to be nominated? Mm-hmm. I thought the film was mediocre. I mean, and it's a a sequel, a, a many a time sequel. So it's not like he wrote totally original stuff because the big theme song is the Indiana Jones theme song. Yep. Which he may have already won for. I don't know. I don't know if he has or not. I, I don't care. He actually might have. He might have. I don't know. We I don't, don't need know. to look it up. We don't care. But you're right in terms of laziness. Were, yeah. were there better scores out there? Probably. Yeah. But as Academy members, you see the you see the name John Williams go, oh, all right. Clearly I his is best. It. Click. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. And that may or may not be the case. I would like to think, and I am an Emmy voter. I see, and because of this podcast, and thanks to you, I see a lot of stuff. So therefore, I feel as though I have an informed vote when it comes to the award season. If I were an Oscar voter, I would think that I would do the same. I would think I would Especially do the same. since you get screening codes all over the place yeah. to watch everything. They want you to see it. So, so yeah. Can you imagine the watch list pod? Uh, you know, Patty, I've got 87 things I need to talk about this oh, week. Oh, my God. It would take yeah. forever. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd ramble on. All right. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> So, speaking of rambling on, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, how many things do you have this week? I have three and then a little something else. All right. I have done something different this week. Oh. You ready for this? Maybe. Oh, and then I have huge news, by the way. Huge I news. The news. Okay. Huge news. But that's for the end of the show. Okay. Um, I saw nothing new this week. Okay. But with the coming of the new year, and I know we're already, you know, three, three and a half weeks into the new year, I wanted to recommend movies that were 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50 years old this year. Good God. Okay. (laughs) So my turns are going to take a decade. All right. In review. So you need to tell me, am I going to start with 50 years old or 10 years old? Let's go with 50. Let's go from oldest to newest. Okay. But why don't you start? Okay. And then I'll go. 
So my first thing is a series on Apple Plus. It is stars Peter Capaldi. It's called Criminal Record. Ooh, that did look good. Yeah, it's a British crime thriller cop show. There's going to be eight episodes total right now. Only four are available. Um, It's about a young police sergeant, D.S. June Lenker. She works in the domestic violence squad. She gets a case of an anonymous phone call from a woman who was in trouble. She was on a payphone calling because her boyfriend was beating on her. Uh, But she hung up and ran away before officers could get to that payphone where she was. And so our DS Linker gets this case to try and find her and get her the help she was requesting before she ran away. That caller mentioned an old case, though, where someone is in prison who may not have committed the crime. And this is where Peter Capaldi's chief inspector, Daniel Hegarty, comes in. He was the detective on that case, but things seem really shady with him. Like Mm. he's trying to keep something covered. And that's where this show is at. So Peter Capaldi is not a good guy. He's kind of a shady dick. Oh. Yeah. This is really good. Shady dick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the four episodes I've seen, because I've seen them all so far, it, this is really good. I I like cop shows. I like British TV. I like Peter Capaldi. Look at that trifecta of amazing. And Apple Plus always, always comes in for me with good content. So criminal record on Apple Plus, y'all better watch it, because it's really damn good. Cool. Yeah. All right, so thanks to Patty. Uh-huh. I am going to start with movies that turn 50 in 2024. Now, as I go through each of these milestone years, these are movies that I have seen, and I would recommend that you do see. So these aren't just movies I'm celebrating the birthdays of. I'm saying go see them. Okay. Movies that turn 50 in 2024... Godfather Part 2, Obvs, Young Frankenstein, and Blazing Saddles. Oh, my God, Blazing Saddles. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. This movie, Blazing Saddles, is so fucking funny. You, It's going to knock you on your ass with how much you laugh in this movie, but it is a movie that could never be made today. It was actually co-written by Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor and stars um, Gene Wilder. It It is just such a, it is an irreverent, hilarious comedy. And so is Young Frankenstein or Young Frankenstein. And I couldn't believe that both of these movies came out in the exact same year. Yeah, when you mentioned Young Frankenstein, I'm like, what? Seriously? Wow. Yeah. So I will tell you what, if you are looking for old movies to watch, and I hate fucking saying that these are all old movies, okay? <laughs> I hate it. But Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, and Godfather Part Two, the only sequel ever to win Best Picture at the, uh, at the Oscars, and deservedly so. Interesting. 
All right. All right. So those are movies turning 50. Movies turning 50, the big 5-0. Yep. All right. So the next thing I have is a movie on Netflix. It's came out. Oh, it came out in September of last year. Uh, okay. It's called Dumb Money. This is <gasps> the I movie. That so bad. What? Yeah. I said I wanted to see that so bad. Ah, yeah, it okay. stars Seth Rogen, America Ferrera, Pete Davidson, Shailene Woodley, and Paul Dano. This is the movie about the whole GameStop stocks thing that happened in like nine uh, ninety. No, in twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one, right around the height of the pandemic there, and the whole uh, subreddit of Wall Street bets and. The live streamer Roaring Kitty and all of what went down. And they do kind of cover the aftermath, which really was uh, nothing happened to anybody. Right. As they do with all these Wall Street fuck up shits. Screwing people over. Yeah. This was a good was movie. Oh, good? sorry. I, okay, I, there you go. There I, you like, go. I was like, okay, to, and the review I forgot the is... part of the review, not just telling you what this movie is. Um, yeah, those Wall Street <laughs> bastards. End yeah. of discussion. Fuck them. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. I thought it was, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was very entertaining, even though, you know, it pisses you off because Wall Street. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's got some great people in it oh yeah vincent d'onofrio is in it too i forgot that he's in it and nick offerman has a part in it there's a whole bunch of fucking people in this one no. damn shit i missed all it those. made me it made me want to buy GameStop. Stock, right <laughs> but unless you and just and and the redditors actually drove the stock price oh up. they did this was all about the the little guy who has what they called the dumb money and they're putting it all into this one stock to fuck over the the firms that tried to short the stock. Yeah. They were betting on the fact that worked. GameStop would go out of business. And, yeah, it worked. It worked to drive up the, the price of the stock. But a lot of people waited a little too long before they sold. And they lost. And they lost. Everything. But they, they would have been in some... Some would have been millionaires. millionaires. Yeah. And some would have been absolute millionaires, Mm -hmm. which pissed me off. I was like, oh, can I buy like seven shares? No, I was way too late. Yeah, it had already gone down before I even heard about it to buy any shares. But Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, so Dumb Money, it's on Netflix. It's really good. You should watch it. Good. So this next category hurts a lot. Uh Uh-oh. This is movies that turn 40. And these are obviously movies that came out in 1984. And being Gen Xers, this was a huge decade for us. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Maybe. Footloose. Purple Rain. Wow. Wow. Beverly Hills Cop. The Karate Kid. Sixteen Candles. Ghostbusters. A movie that I personally liked, A Soldier's Story, which was based on a Broadway play. The Terminator, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and This is Spinal Tap. 
<laughs> now, talk about movies that really could not be made anymore. If you watch Sixteen Candles, oh shit, it would no, no. it would not mm. be unfair to say this racist, sexist, misogynist piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean that as an accurate description of one of the most beloved John Hughes movies ever. Exactly, yes. Yes. This racist. <laughs> wow, yeah. Sexist, misogynist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me. Watch it. <laughs> watch it. And pay attention to every single joke in this movie. There, there is taught. I mean, and I, and I mean this. Racism towards Asians and Italians, sexism, and misogyny, talking about females horribly, absolutely horribly. Just, I, I can't believe that this movie actually made it. But it again, it was nineteen eighty four. Yeah, it was the eighties, man. It was the 80s, man. Yeah. So, anyway, those are movies that turn 40. Wow. 40. Wow. This is fucking Spinal Tap is fucking 40. Yeah. <sighs> I suggest you watch 16 Candles just <laughs> with a very critical eye, but it is one movie that I cannot in good conscience recommend you watch. Makes sense? Yeah, unless you're Gen X and nostalgic for some John Hughes. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not for new to the new to it because they aren't gonna they're not gonna. But <laughs> that's about all I can say. They're not gonna. No. They're not gonna. They're not, <laughs> they're not gonna no, like they're it. They're not gonna not enjoy gonna. it. They're just not gonna. And just piggybacking on what you said, not only if you feel nostalgia, but also recognize What's exactly wrong with that movie? Oh, yeah. Those are the movies that turn 40, 40 this year. All right. My last movie, I rented it through Vicky. It's a a Korean like action movie. I guess it'd be kind of sci-fi action horror kind of a thing. It's called Project Wolf Hunting. Oh, so uh, there's this ship that's going to carry a group of criminals that are being extradited from the Philippines to Korea, to South Korea. And of, these are some fucking violent-ass criminals, by the way. Let me just tell you. Well, of course the criminals have cr- got this plan to break out and take over the ship, but the one thing they didn't bargain for was this super soldier created in the 40s by the Japanese that awakens to kill everybody. Mm. Like his eyes are stapled shut, but he sees the heat signature of people and he kills anything that threatens him or has his heat signature. This is like the goriest, bloodiest, most violent thing I've ever seen. And the blood, it's like, instead of using, like, like instead of the fake blood that's got a thickness to it, it's like mm-hmm. they just dyed water red and just spray it everywhere <laughs> when somebody gets stabbed <laughs> or shot or what have you. <laughs> it's, like, comical, the amount of just watery blood 
watery air quotes blood that is every oh my god <laughs> anyway, well. this was this was highly entertaining for that kind of a factor that that gory criminal blowing up stuff and shooting people and stabbing people and just like that Julia Child Saturday Night Live skit. Oh, I cut off my finger. Blood everywhere. Squirt, right. squirt. <laughs> that, it's exactly that kind of blood spray. <laughs> wow. And, and stuff. Nice. I, I really expected this to have a little more more depth to it, but no. No, this is just a violent, <laughs> you know, monster man killing everybody on a ship. <laughs> nice. It's it was it was highly entertaining. Excellent. If you don't like that kind of thing, don't watch this movie, Project Wolf Hunting, mm. because it is it is very gory, very very gory. Uh, but like watery gore, <laughs> not not, not like proper bloody gore. <laughs> they had to spread out the red syrup so they watered. It <laughs> they down. serious? They didn't have enough. They realized Perfect. they did not have enough, and they couldn't Perfect. get any more. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Walmart was closed. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Project Wolf Hunting. I rented it on Vicky. I'm sure you could rent it wherever you rent movies. I'm sure you can. Got it. And that's. That's my last full review. Okay. Movies turning 30 oh. this year. Pulp Fiction. Ooh, wow. The Lion King. Really? Yeah. Damn. True Lies. Mm. Speed. The Crow. Oh. Clerks. Ed Wood. The Professional. The amazing documentary, Hoop Dreams, Forrest Gump, and The Shawshank Redemption. Wow. Yeah. And lately, True Lies has been on some cable channel edited to death for language. Oh, yeah. They could... (laughs) You can't even really show Pulp Fiction without the language. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) And Shawshank Redemption is on every five minutes on the Paramount Network, and I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that, but okay. Uh-huh. Um, so is Forrest Gump, by the way. Is it? Um, and now that I'm oh. saying this, they're doing that because it is the 30th anniversary Probably. of these films. Yeah. Um, but I would rather see, and and if you notice, we go from very R-rated comedies like Blazing Saddles and the God and and the drama Godfather Two. But even Godfather Part Two doesn't hold a candle to the violence in something like Pulp oh, Fiction. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No. Pulp Fiction so, violence was like, for me, going to the movies, that was a whole other level. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. But damn. I really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> and Tarantino actually ratcheted up the violence, too, in subsequent movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. Just movies started getting a little bit more realistic as we as the decades went on. Mm-hmm. And I'll do these next couple of categories quickly. Movies turning 20, The Day After Tomorrow, The Incredibles, The Village, which was a pretty good movie, but you could smell what was coming. If they had re-edited that movie, it would have been so much better. 
National Treasure, Saw, The Notebook, Anchorman, Sideways, and Shaun of the Dead. Ah, Shaun of the Dead. 20. And movies turning 10, John Wick. Mm, wow. Guardians of the Galaxy, Birdman, Captain America the Winter Soldier, which I think hands down is the best Marvel movie, Edge of Tomorrow, Kingsman the Secret Service, the first Equalizer movie with Denzel Washington, and Interstellar. Hmm. So those are my lists of great movies to watch. Again, taking certain movies out because of their content. I, you know, but all of these movies, and I'm going to email this list to Patty <laughs> so that she can have it, so she can throw this list up. But if you're looking for a good movie to watch, go and see what celebrates a birthday. Yeah. That might be kind of fun. It And I and that's what I thought. I thought that could be fun. And, and because we finished fucking uh, that show that I, that I started watching last week, the one with um, Fool Me Once. Oh, yes. Fool that me British once. drama. Mm -hmm. Boy, that ended like. Uh-oh hurriedly oh. disappointed in the last episode oh damn i hate when that happens disappointed in the last episode yeah. but there were things about the the last episode that were done very well okay uh and now we're gonna jump into new shit but anyway okay i have the one last little oh thing that's I right you mention. have a thing one yeah, last yeah, yeah. thing go 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 so for i've been looking for like background noise while i work because it's i feel sometimes it's just too quiet around the house and there's a network called Comet that you may or may not yeah. know of. Yeah, Comet. Yeah. They are like the, um, during the day, they play back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back episodes of Stargate SG-1, and they're going in chronological order. But then right yeah. after Stargate, they now have Grimm back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back. <laughs> the old NBC show. Yeah. And oh, my God. I have totally gotten into Grimm, and it's in chrono it's like in order, but like, they're doing episode one, two, three in order. So I've set my little thing to record them. And so I could just forget about it for a while and then go back and just watch a bunch of episodes. And I forgot how good Grimm is. I really enjoy this show. Black guy, white guy, one of them turns into an animal. What's the premise? So Grimm is like the brothers Grimm. You have these people, there's like people that are called Vessen, and they shift into different creatures, different things. And our police detective, he is a Grimm, and the Grimm are the people who hunt down the Vessen. And they hunt down the uh. evil Vessens who, like, attack people, but the Vessens, like, the adults, like, it... They tell their kids stories about the Grim will get you, kind of like the boogeyman. And there is a Vessen council that they have their own rules for their people. And so his partner is the black guy who learns about this whole world through our Grim. And then um, as it goes on, he becomes, befriends a guy who's a wolf who marries a, I don't know, Husabao, whatever that is. And just the whole world of 
of it all. It's just so much fun. And they're all do like they're always it's the bad guy of the week, the bad vestment of the week that the cops just happen in Portland just happen to come across them every week. Somebody new. Portland? Yeah, it takes place in <laughs> Portland. Uh, because, you know, that was the early two thousands ish, twenty tens. I I forget when this show came out, to be honest with you. I think early 2000s, I think right? it did. Let me look it up because I don't remember. I'm going to guess 2005 or 2008. 2011 through 17. Well, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah I was okay. kind of off too. <laughs> so, Nick, Wait, 2011 through when? 2017, apparently. It had Shit, six that seasons. That for six seasons? Yes, it had six seasons. Um, wow. Nick Burkhart is our Grimm, and he... Is engaged to Juliet Silverton. That I I only saw this like once, like each episode once. So there's a lot of episodes I don't remember, which is kind of fun to see them again. Going, God, I don't remember watching this one. This one does. Unlike you know Star Trek and SG One, where oh, it, I know exactly which episode this is, and I remember this one because you've seen them so many times. So having a new show that's in syndication that. You haven't seen 800 times, but you remember yeah. it and you have some fond memories for it. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. So if you've got Comet, Grimm is on in the afternoon, like three episodes. They're doing them in order. I, I forget exactly what season we're at now. It might be season uh, four. But yeah. And each episode is an hour? They're an hour long, yeah. Totally a fun show. Okay. If you like that kind of sci-fi fantasy type stuff which i do what is your news now sir are you ready i think so is everybody out there ready i have canceled disney plus oh done done but you still have hulu yes so i the reason that i canceled disney plus is because every time we would, and I'm using air quotes, change channels, meaning you flip through streaming services for, mm-hmm. for shit to watch, we consciously didn't ever see anything on Disney Plus that wasn't Star Wars or Marvel right. or anything like that. Because all that other sort of stuff is kind of buried. Yeah, it is. It's it's just kind of buried because it it looks like ooh the 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 twelve year old male channel, and 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 I, yeah, and I was like okay, well, when the Disney Channel came out, I signed up for it for three years because it was the hot new channel. Stream Star Wars, stream all the Marvel stuff. It was going to be great, mm-hmm. right? Turns out we never watched it. Oh. I was getting the most out of Hulu. Now, Laura doesn't watch Hulu. Okay. I do. I catch up on things like Abbott Elementary, other stuff. I've watched movies on there, the whole bit. I I enjoy Hulu. ESPN Plus, we actually only watched one thing called Peyton's Places, where former quarterback uh, Peyton Manning goes through and does very good comedic but informative little episodes about certain histories of the game of football Mm -hmm. but not just from a player's perspective but like history like like why the colts left baltimore 
you know, in the middle of the night, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain, but it's a very entertaining show, especially if you love football and you and and all that. But that's not the, re- the not a reason to keep no, ESPN Plus. One show is not the reason to keep a whole network. No, and Star Wars. I I not only can could stream it on Disney Plus. I own the Blu-rays, and and I bought digital copies of them. Mm-hmm. So I will go to my Voodoo library first and watch them if they're not being shown on TNT on a semi-regular oh, right? basis. Yeah. And that includes all the Marvel movies as well. Uh, so yeah. I thought, why the fuck am I paying, get ready for this, $26 a month Oof. for Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, and Hulu? Oh, yeah. No. There's no reason for that. When I'm barely watching ESPN+, Plus, and not watching Disney Plus at all. Yeah. Now, it does make it extremely easy for you to adjust your account online. So you go into whichever one, you can go into your account, and you see all of your options, and it lays all of them out, and it says, here's what you're going to pay per month, or here's what you're going to pay per month with ads, without. So I signed up for Hulu with ads. I'm going to caveat that. For the longest time, I thought there was no Disney Plus Hulu bundle with no ads until I really dug into that page. And it is yeah, yeah, yeah. it is very hidden to get Disney Plus and Hulu with no ads together as a bundle. Just those two as a bundle. And how much is it, did you see? Disney Plus Hulu bundle, no ads is nineteen ninety nine, And then Disney Hulu with ads, 10 bucks. Yeah. But even still... That means that I'm going to be paying two to three dollars more for a channel I don't exactly watch. exactly. Which I just have Hulu now. If you at some point had signed had signed up with Hulu and were using like Amazon Pay to pay for your Hulu, ah oh, Christ, okay. It is a pain in the ass to try and figure out where to go to either cancel your Hulu. Or if yep. you want to change to get a, a Hulu Disney Plus bundle. Because you can't just yep. do it through the Hulu because uh, because your Amazon payment thing is set up. I don't remember setting it up through Amazon payments, but apparently I did at some point. Mm. And it, for the life of me, I could not figure out where the fuck to go in Amazon to, to do this. Because it's not like a subscription yeah. through Amazon. It's just like... Like Google Pay or, or PayPal, but using Amazon. And what a pain in my ass. Because I went directly to Hulu to set up the bundle, I was able to very easily do it. And I kid you not, I am saving at least 17 bucks a month. And getting only what you want. And getting what I want. Mm-hmm. Now, the caveat is that eventually... I will re-sign up for Disney Plus because the newer Doctor Who's are going to be there. And I'm sure other, you know, Marvel, Disney movie maybe might come along to make me go, ooh, we kind of want to watch that, so we'll do this for a month. But literally, that will be the flick of a switch online to go from one to the other for a month, do it, and then undo it. Yeah, yeah. But for now, I am going to save us $17 a month and not have Disney Plus. 
Good job. And truly, it's going to be no skin off our nose. Yeah. When I canceled Disney Plus, there was no biggie. I have and not I, missed it at all. And I hate to say that. Even though new Doctor Who like specials, I yeah. no. Yeah. I can wait. And when we eventually catch up to the point of what's on Disney Plus, then we can sign back up for it and watch it and do all yeah. that. But anyway, so yes, I canceled Disney Plus. All right, big news. Well, it's it, yeah, because now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of streaming. Yeah. What am I going to watch? How do I watch it? And not only that, I think that the streaming services were smart and glommed on to cell phone plans, mm. which is why I still keep Macs. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, a.k.a. HBO Max. Yeah. Otherwise, I might not have that either. Yeah, my plan, I don't think, offers any of the streaming anymore. Originally, Disney Plus is part of it through Verizon, but mm. then they stopped that. And Well, yeah. if I find that Max is no longer covered, although I think I got a very specific email from AT&T saying Max is still going to be carried by AT&T. Um, if that ever went away, I would easily yeah. get rid of that also. So there it is, folks. Disney Plus gone. Gone. All right. And you had news, right? Or was that that was, the, that was, that was the, my news? That was my news. That's big news to me. Shit. I thought you, you know, had entertainment news. Okay. No. Okay. I, I'm just I. Uh, uh. I look at news these days nowhere near as regularly as I used to, because I like to preserve my mental health. And some of the entertainment news that I get would be from CNN, because if it was big enough to be on CNN, then I thought that it really was news, not what color Kylie fucking Jenner's purse was no, when she we went to the Golden Globes or whatever that, yeah. the fuck. You know what I'm saying. And Kylie Jenner, please don't fucking sue me. I know you listen to this show. I was just making a fucking joke. Uh, don't joke about my purse. It's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my god the southern accent <laughs> i don't oh know god. how that happened but it did oh you made me snort okay <laughs> um uh, I, I i i honestly besides the oscar nominations i i unless there's something really big or someone passes away or something like that, i just don't give a fuck yeah. There are many other things to give a fuck about. Yeah. And I and I just kind of don't give a fuck. Yeah, my bucket of fucks is empty. Yes. I have none exactly. left to give. Yes, zero fucks to give. Mm -hmm. Log on to the watchlistpod.com, click on that contact us button or hit us up on socials at symbol pirate alice. Add symbol Bill I and add symbol the watchlist pod. Do the Oscars do awards for movies mean anything to you? And does it affect your want or not to see something like it used to? It used to be a heavy motivator of box office mm -hmm. to get nominated oh, for yeah, shit. Yeah. 
I just don't know how many more millions Barbie is going to make by being nominated for anything. Or Oppenheimer, for that matter. Yeah. But anyway, um, let us know. That would be great. Have an awesome week. Yes. And, uh, oh. Oh? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I, got, I got some other news, too. Oh. Yeah. Hang, hang the fuck on there, sister. Um. I'm going to be in New Orleans next week. Woo-hoo! What you doing there? Uh, it, You know what? I can actually do this right now. A very early but very much heartfelt happy almost birthday to our friend Terry. Oh, Terry, hey. We are, we are celebrating her birthday in her favorite place in the entire world, New Orleans. Oh, that's fun. Everybody, for me, have a good couple of weeks. Yeah. And Terry, happy almost birthday. I love you. And, and you mean the world to me and Laura and, and all of that. So looking forward to celebrating. I'll come back hopefully with a good story or seven. Okay. All right, everybody. Take care. Have a great time. We will catch you next time. Okay, okay bye. Bye.